0: Well, welcome to the Empower Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and ultimately empowers you to influence people and transform cities. Enjoy the message. Thank you, Pastor Paul. Thank you, Church. You can be seated. How awesome is it to be in the house of God, hey? It's um certainly nothing I take lightly. It's such an honour to be part of a church like this. Um, and we get to gather and we get to worship together and glean from the Word of God. So I don't know if you're expectant tonight, but be expectant now because God's got a Word for you. God's got an encounter, a revelation for you. Um, and let's just open our hearts and prepare um, for that. So um, I just actually wanted to take the moment just quickly just to honour our incredible senior leadership, Pastor Paul and Pastor Kate. Obviously we know Pastor Paul was just up here on the stage before and Pastor Kate. We have really great leaders and I'm not joking when I say that. No, I don't know why I would be anyway, but um, <laughs> we have really great leaders. We've got a really good and I just want to honour Pastor Paul and Kate. Um, it's You invest so much into our lives and I thank you. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for your investment. I know a lot of people can say that as well. So why don't we just honour Pastor Paul and Pastor Kate while we're here as well. Awesome. We're going to quickly, we're just going to quickly read a bit of Scripture. It's on the screen with me. But if you want to read along with me in your own Bibles, we are reading very quickly from 1 Peter chapter 2. And we're doing verses 1 to 10. So it says this, So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Like newborn infants long for the the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offence. Two more scriptures. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race. We are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for His own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of Him who called you out of darkness and into His marvellous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you have not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Why don't we just pray for a second and then we'll launch into it. God, we just honour Your Word. We honour Your Word, God. We thank You for the power that it carries, that it's like honey that's sweet and soothing to the soul. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. And God, we just honour it right now. We honour it that it's Your living Word, that it's Your speaking, breathing, um, applicable Word, God. And right now we just open our hearts. We thank You, God. You're speaking to us already. You've already started, God. And I pray that You would continue, Father God. We're a church with soft hearts. God, with open minds. And God, we're ready to receive tonight. We want to learn about what it means to be a king and a priest. God, we thank You that we are the royal priesthood. And God, we just, we're excited. We're expectant for the Word tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, everyone said, Amen. Awesome. Well, if you're taking notes tonight too, please do. Um, I'm a note taker, so I've set this up for you, all right? So get ready to just get into it. We're going to take notes. Be vocal as well. Um, I love to hear that that's that's vibing and out for you. That's great. Um, <laughs> such a vibe, exactly. Um, <laughs> so um, recently, this is kind of fun. I actually... Um, got to upgrade my car. Now, I know, it's pretty exciting. It's pretty legit. So for those that don't know, um, I actually had a 2005 Hyundai Little Getz. It was a little black car and I called her Black Betty for those that didn't know. I have name, my cars apparently. Um, I called her Black Betty because she kind of, my grandma is Elizabeth. Um, She's always wanted to be called Betty, but no one ever did, but like, Grandma is still zippy to this day. And I tell you what, that little gets is still zippy to this day. But it had some flaws. I'm not going to lie to you, especially recently in the last 12 months. Um, you know, there's the general upkeep and stuff like that. But like the interior light went out. And I'm like, Meh, I won't fix that. And then the sun I like dropped down and broke out. So like there's lots of glare in my eye, which was awesome. Um, there's just like a few like little niggly bits, right, that just like didn't really, you know, work as a great car. But now, and it's a story for another time, just the provision of God. um, I have a new car now. I don't have a name yet for it. So if you have any ideas, please come and let me know. But I tell you what's cool about it is that it has a sun visor. Yeah, Yeah. It has a sun visor. The glare is out of my eyes, which is amazing. It has like Bluetooth and like speed. Um, The the speed control, I don't even know what it's called, wow. Um, you know how you're like, cruise control, hey, oppa. Um, it has that, it's got all these fancy new little features. And all of a sudden, I'm not driving my little bit um, uh, poorly, uh, in, a, in terrible kind of condition, Black Betty, but now I have this new, brand new thing that I'm getting used to. I'm not gonna probably keep driving and operating the same in this new car like I did with Black Betty, right? So speaking to those that are saved in the room tonight and for those that will be, there'll be an opportunity later on when we receive, when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord, we're not actually supposed to keep operating like our old self, right? But instead, God actually calls us His kings and His priests to rule and reign with Him to be a royal priesthood, His holy nation, That means that not only are we saved, but we actually get to operate out of this authority of heaven that God Himself has called us and given to us, right? So there's, as soon as we get saved, not only do we get saved, but actually there's a new way of doing things. There's a new way to operate. There's a new authority. There's a new season that we're going into. And that's what kind of this whole series is about. With this um, Kings and Priests series, we're talking about the authority of God and how to rule and reign with Him. We are called to live out of this authority with a humble confidence. Now let me explain a little bit what a humble confidence looks like. A humble confidence in Christ comes from knowing whose authority we are under. We're not better than, we're not the same as God, we're under God, right? He has all authority, He has all dominion, He has all power. But honouring, in whilst doing that, we're honouring what God has given us in order to live the way that He desires us to. That's what a humble confidence is. So, that's what this series is all about, living this new life with the authority of Christ. And having spiritual authority is claiming and living life as God's holy nation. As we just um, read, we're gonna read it again, one Peter with some little additions to it. So if you're taking notes tonight, the title of this message um, is Attributes of a Holy Nation. Attributes of a Holy Nation. All right, we're gonna reread the Scriptures through together then. you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture. Now the author right now is just about to start quoting Scripture that was prophesied back in the Old Testament in the book of Isaiah. You can actually go back and read it, but he's just basically relaying what's already been prophesied 400 years beforehand. And it says this, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honour is for you who believe, right? But for those that don't believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offence. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. But you, you and I, us, the church, are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for His own possession. So tonight we're going to look at, the. I don't know if you've realised this, but obviously I've highlighted some things. Those are actually the attributes of what a holy nation looks like. So we're going to jump through them. There's about six different attributes. Now there's more, um, you know, holistically through the Bible, but these are the six that we're going to hone in on tonight, basically. So let's do it. God's holy nation, attribute number one, is that they put away their old selves. It's so that first line. It's highlighted. So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Ephesians 4 verses 21 to 24 says it like this. Assuming that you have heard about Him and were taught in Him as the truth in Jesus to put off your old self, which belongs to you, your former manner of life, and is now corrupt through deceitful desires. So surprise, surprise, there's actually some elements of our former self that isn't actually how God wants us to operate, right? (laughs) There's attributes, there's thoughts, there's actions that the world can even deem as okay, but God is actually calling us to put them away, to actually avoid them altogether. Many times in the Bible, it warns us to... um, Avoid it, avoid those very specific things because it just won't get you any closer to God or where you're called to be. There's actually kind of a bit of a, it gets in the way of you moving forward. Ephesians is telling us here that it will actually corrupt us. Corrupt what? Corrupt our hearts, corrupt our minds, um, our will, our emotions. If we don't actually choose to let go of those attributes, if we don't just go, you know what? I'm not gonna associate myself with that emotion or those thoughts. Um, the power of God, which is accessible to all of us. So we're all the holy nation, Right? does the great work and can rid any of those things that might have a deep root in our hearts. So point one, um, God's holy nation put away their old selves. God's holy nation. Point number two, desire the Word of God. And this is highlighted when it speaks about long for the pure spiritual milk. Now, Peter, the author here, is likely referring to the pure spiritual milk, which is like the Word of God here. Um, He's not talking about if they're immature in their faith, um, but that all Christians are to be like infants in their longing to desire the Word of God. That's what it's talking about. It actually... um, The word here is actually spiritual. It actually means spiritual comes from the Greek word logikos, which echoes the word, word, um, which echoes word found earlier in chapter, in, um, chapter one of 1 Peter. God's holy nation are to desire the word of God. That's what we're called to do. Now, I don't really believe that it means that like there's always this prominent like aching as soon as I move away from my Bible, like, oh, I just can't operate anymore. I don't think it's like that. Um, What I do believe is that um, desiring the Word of God is honouring the Word of God, what it's meant to be for my life, the truth that it carries, how to live by it. And when we realise these things, you can't actually help but desire and get more out of it, right? Maybe some questions to ask yourself about this, and if you desire the word of God, is do I listen or read the word regularly? Do I hold its wisdom more valuable than the wisdom of men, or the wisdom in a book, or the wisdom in a podcast? Do I consult with what God says to do in the Bible when I'm facing a difficult situation? I can guarantee you that when the answer is yes to those questions, we won't help. We just can't help but desire it, right? I don't know about you, but I've actually had quite like difficult seasons reading the Word of God, whether it's like a lack of motivation or passion or it might've become like religiosity. I knew the value of it, but I actually really struggled to read it. Um, Now, let me just pause on this for a second. There is actually merit in like religion, in the idea of religion, because it actually builds tradition, which we may not have had before in the past. And that's really important to bring into alignment until our spirit catches up with our man, right? Early on in my Christian walk, to be honest, I didn't understand a lot of the Bible. I got saved at a younger age and it actually discouraged me. It like discouraged me whenever I went to read the Bible. But In these moments, maybe you have faced these moments, maybe you are in this season, this is where we can ask the Holy Spirit to help us, right? We can ask Him to grow a passion for the Word of God, to make sense of it, because sometimes it doesn't make sense. Is anyone just me? All right, cool. I'll just read. I'll just preach this for myself. Um, <laughs> to read it through a different filter, maybe we need to ask the Holy Spirit. Like, help me understand it through the eyes of love, not judgment. Maybe it's um, I need to understand it through the eyes of the fact that you're a sacri- you sacrifice for us, God, instead of you're taking something or whatever it is. I don't know. The Holy Spirit is our helper. There is no shame in asking Him for help. If there is, then you've misunderstood. Well, sorry, hang on. If you have felt shame, then there's actually something that you've misunderstood about the character of Christ. And that means that we need to now understand the character of Christ through reading the Word of God because He doesn't bring shame. He only brings conviction. He doesn't bring condemnation. And that's where we correct those wrong thoughts about the character of God is when we go back to the Word. So dive back in. If I can encourage you, dive in. Dive in. Maybe um, actually, I want to give a little shout out. There's actually a life group in the young adults ministry that are doing a Bible plan together. Maybe for you, it's looking at like an accountability partner that read that you read the Bible together. I know I've got two girls in my life group; they're sisters, but they read the uh, like a chapter of the Bible every day together, and just that accountability. Maybe just to make it that little bit easier, um, there's some great resources on like the YouVersion Bible app. Um, and just dive back in, grab somebody and take them with you and go, all right, come on, I'm valuing this Word of God no matter what it looks like. Great. God's holy nation, number three, find their identity and approval in Christ. So this is reference to rejected by men, but in the sight of God, they're chosen and precious. Philippians 3.20 says this, but our citizenship is in heaven. While we are on earth, yes, when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour, we actually have a new identity because we are now a citizen of heaven. The words that I thought about myself or what people think or say about me is no longer my identity or the things that have happened to me. But our identity is already written in the Word of God, which is really cool. Can I just encourage you, if you need that like man, I'm really lacking in my identity or I just don't know what God's called me to be or maybe just maybe you just need a refresher. Honestly, there's heaps of resources online um, to declare over yourself and remind yourself of the power of the Scriptures. I'm just gonna go through a couple of them. I haven't got them on the screen, but just come with me. You can declare, I am chosen and precious. We just read that, right? I have redemption through Jesus Christ's blood and the forgiveness of sin. This is found in Ephesians 1, verse 7. Chuck your name in there. I'm saved by grace through faith. I'm not saved by my own works. Ephesians 2, 8, verses 9 says that. I have access by one spirit to the Father through Christ Jesus. That's Ephesians 2 verse 18. There's a lot in Ephesians, by the way. Um, God does exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I could ask, think according to His power that works in me. That's Ephesians 3.20. I have been given victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 57 says this. By Christ's wounds, I have been healed. By Christ's wounds, I have been healed. That's referenced in 1 Peter 2, verses 24. By Christ's wounds, I have been healed. The stuff that's um, hindered you, in the past does not hinder you right now in Jesus' name. Sometimes we need to get a little bit on the, the defence with the enemy and rebuke what he's saying and going, no, I'm not succumbed to um, a spirit of fear, but I have power, love and a sound mind. That's in 2 Timothy, right? Sometimes we've got to declare the identity of God um, over our lives. Our identity and our approval is found in Christ. Number four, The fourth attribute of God's holy nation is that they sacrifice their lives to God. This is highlighted in spiritual sacrifices. Romans 12 verses one says, I appeal to you therefore brothers, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Our bodies and our lives become a living sacrifice to God, right? What we do with our time, our talents, our ambitions, our affections, all of it can become a sacrifice to God. What a true sacrifice looks like is one that has all of those things on open hands before God, submitting and trusting God. Everything that I have, God, I just give it back to you. Everything that I am, everything that I... The, the stuff that you've given me, God, I'm here, and it's yours, and do with it what you will. That's what a living sacrifice, spiritual sacrificed, life looks like. One of my personal life vows, life's vows um, to God is that I would honor Him with everything within me, that when people look at my life, I pray that they would see that I would honor God, that they would see God work through my life, right? So what that looks like is saying yes to things that maybe I didn't think I was capable for. Right? Our leaders might go, "Hey, you've got potential on your life. Let's—it's time to step up. Let's go, or let's—it's time to jump on a team now. What? What's the next step? Hey, maybe it's time to jump into a life group. What's the next step for you? Maybe you don't get that word yet from God, and you will. In Jesus' name, that you will hear the word of God for yourself. But there is honor in listening to your leaders because we trust that they hear the word of God, like the word from God for us. Right? Saying sorry when I thought I was right—that's what honoring God looks like. Making for peace, fighting for justice. When when people look at my life, I would pray and hope that they see that. God would be honoured through it, that they'd see God. I wouldn't really care about what I look like or what's done or whatever else, that they would just see God so that they would then come to know Him through my life. It doesn't matter, it it doesn't mean rather that our hearts don't drift, right? Our hearts drift. Unfortunately, we're human. That doesn't, it doesn't just happen. It's a daily saying for me because I realise that I'm human and I need a daily reminder, right? There's no condemnation. We're all on the journey. It takes a reminder, and maybe that's what this message is for you tonight, that this, my body, my life, your body, your life is a sacrifice to God. A reminder that God, you can just have it all again. We surrender all again. Attribute number five, God's holy nation. They believe in God. They believe in God. Believing in God is trusting in Him, trusting in who He is and what He says. It's by faith we are saved. And that same faith is what we're called to live our lives through. It doesn't just stop when we accept Him. That faith carries and propels and goes, no, I will believe for more. No, I will believe for healing over my family. No, I will believe for salvation in my family. Whatever it is, that same faith that goes, oh, I'm a daughter or I'm a son of Jesus Christ. That's the faith that propels us into the calling of God, right? Number six, God's holy nation, they obey the word. And it references, um, they stumble because they disobey the word. Deuteronomy 28 says this, and if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments that I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. There are actually blessings from God when we obey his word. And we also, I think this is, intriguing to note as well. We also stumble when we don't obey the Word of God, right? It says that in in, um, 1 Peter. There are blessings when we obey God, but also when we don't, we tend to stumble and we're going, why, how is this happening? Well, okay, well, did I obey the Word of God? Probably not. Um, I feel like sometimes we get to this point in our lives and we might come up against things that are called maybe blockages. That kind of looks like there's no grace. Things aren't moving at like God's speed like it was. You think to yourself, but I'm acting on the Word of God. I believe um, He's given me, I'm doing what I believe He's called me to do. But there are some things that could be going on there and every now and then they might actually be called blockages. What this looks like for you in one season might be different to another season and a different person all that kind of thing. I know there's complications with it, but usually it's something that needs to be rid of in order for us to move forward. It might be sin. It might be bitterness. It might be unforgiveness. It might be pride. It might be fear. It might be that full surrender again. You've you got questions. Why isn't this breaking through? What's happening here? I feel this unrest. Why all of a sudden, Am I feeling this resistance? Maybe ask the Holy Spirit, God, are there any blockages in here and do I need to take responsibility for them and give them back, right? I don't know what it is for you, but can I tell you what, being part of a local church and having someone allowed to speak into your life like a life group leader or a demographic leader, I don't know what your scenario is in serving and stuff like that, they can help you. The ministry team can help you. That's what the... Church of God, that's what we're here to do. We're on the journey together, right? Six attributes of God's holy nation. That's you and I. Every single one of us. Not the, the talented, incredible Callan on the guitar. Whilst, well, yes, he's included. <laughs> but in comparison... <laughs> In comparison, it's, it's not like, oh, they're the holy nation. Oh, but I'm not. Oh, they're, they're more cool than I am, but I'm not. No, no, that's not how it works. If you're saved, you're a holy nation. You're a part of this. We are a part of the holy nation. God's holy nation, we put away our old selves. We desire the Word of God. We find our identity and approval in Christ. We sacrifice our lives to God. We believe in God. We obey the Word. Now, maybe some of these things have resonated for you and you go, okay, cool, I'm gonna work on that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Walk away and let's see what happens with that. But I also just wanna encourage us. 1 Peter chapter 2, so it's just the last verse of what we um, read through. It says, Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy.